Hello, and welcome to the 101st episode of the Jivamukti Yoga with Jessica Stickler podcast. Uh, if any of you out there are joining us uh, new, uh, this is a podcast that I post once a month. Uh, it's a full-length Jivamukti Yoga class recorded either at the New York City location in Union Square or at uh, more recently at the Jersey City location. And uh, I offer them to you uh, because of my love for Jivamukti and my desire to uh, stay connected to the rest of you in the world who also love Jivamukti. Um, so definitely uh, show your love. Find me on social media. Uh, tag me on your your Instagram or what have you. Uh, ask you know, feel free to message me and ask me any questions you might have about this podcast or any of the podcasts. Uh, if there's something I said it was confusing or something didn't work or uh, just a shout out, uh, let me know. And uh, feel free also to visit my website, yogastickler.com. And on the, if you enjoy the podcast, uh, the, on the upper right-hand corner of the homepage there, you'll see a button called Donate. Uh, if you feel so inclined, please uh, make some sort of donation to the podcast. Uh, I don't make any money off of these podcasts, so uh, anything uh, anything, and everything helps for the time uh, that I put into editing and podcasting them and recording them. So uh, please give what you can. And uh, also a reminder, the Jivamuti Yoga Giving Thanks Retreat is coming up over Thanksgiving weekend. I want to invite you to join me there. We will have uh, daily yoga practices, uh, meals three times a day. There's also kirtan concerts at night with all kinds of different uh, artists and musicians. Uh, there's morning Sanskrit, morning uh, fire ceremony, morning meditation. There's so much happening. It's actually a really uh, full and rich retreat. So I hope you can join me. You can find out more about that on yogastickler.com or on jivamuktiyoga.com where you can sign up. So coming up is your full-length Jivamukti Yoga practice. Uh, the one thing is that it seems to cut off a little bit at the end of meditation not exactly sure what happened there, but I apologize. Uh, towards the end of the meditation, it's just going to kind of fade out uh, with no no closing ohms. So maybe set a timer so that you don't uh, just end up sitting there for too long. Why not? Have a belt as well. The belts are in that basket there. Might as well.
Oh, everybody has the day off? Is that what's going on? Okay. <laughs> I was like, I see Saturday people in here. I see <laughs> Thursday evening people. thing in the morning it's sometimes it's hard to hit those high notes you know what I'm saying <laughs> so I might need a little extra help when we get to the high part you know what I mean uh, so uh, simple in terms of words just two words Ganesha Sharanam it's a little bit longer of a melody even though it's only two words so we'll do uh, we'll do call and response
again like that. time a little louder. So that, uh, that chant, that's actually a relatively new tune for me. I just learned it like a week and a half ago or so. And, uh, you know, it, it's nice when, uh, well, you know, at first when you're learning the new tune, you know, you have to kind of struggle to like remember the order, the sequence, then you have to get your fingers in the right place. And then you have to remember, and then it's, it's also tricky I find I have to practice as if someone is singing back to me. Otherwise, I'll just end up playing through to the like I have to practice for the repetition of it. Does that make sense? Otherwise, my fingers will memorize just going all the way through it rather than starting over at the place where I want you all to repeat. So there's like, there's all these like layers of things that I have to sort of work out when I'm learning a new tune. And, um, and then, and then there's like this beautiful moment that arises when, uh, you know, the fingers are able to sort of do what they need to do without a lot of like effort, right? And, uh, and I can sing the tune and play, again, without a lot of cognitive effort. It's, it's like the, um, this, this like state of flow arises where, um, sort of my presence and my attention and my effort are all sort of like in this, they all sort of jive together in this beautiful way, right? And then, and then you can also tip 
over towards the other side where where you start to learn it so well that then you start to sort of t like tune out or forget what you're doing or think about something else, right? So we all have that experience. I mean, yoga classes is a good example of this as well, where at the, at the beginning of learning something, you have to concentrate so hard on where every hand goes, every foot goes, what's the teacher saying, what's the, you know, it's all very consuming. Um, and then you start to like get to learn the movements a little bit better. You start to learn sort of the typical ways that the teacher fits the poses together. So you start to even, uh, so, so there's this, again, this kind of phase in practice where your effort and your attention and your, uh, and your learning are all sort of in this like beautiful flow, right? Then, when you get a little bit more experience, you can sort of tip to the other edge of things where, like, suddenly you're so used to the sun salutation sequence that you can do the sun salutations and also be thinking about what you're having for lunch and your grocery list and this other stuff, right? So there, so there does seem to be this, like, this, like, ideal sort of area of attention that's somewhere between being a, a raw beginner and being so experienced that that you also can kind of do it in your sleep i literally literally teach yoga in my sleep sometimes like i can i'm like teaching sun salutations in my dreams anyway <laughs> just so you know what yoga teachers dream about um anyway there anyway the they uh this this state actually they have called it flow and i think i think not coincidentally it really fits into this idea of yoga practice as well right and people who have a sort of a very high level of self reported happiness report this flow state arising whether they're at at work so doing something that's engaging um relatively well, relatively enjoyable, or at least just not unenjoyable. <laughs> and, uh, but it has to be kind of engaging enough to capture your attention, um, just enough effort that you're, that you're engaged with the material and that it sort of harnesses your, your focus for a duration of time. So that can arise in, in these different places, whether it's your work environment or, um, you know, gardening it arises for me sometimes when I'm gardening, when I'm just able to sort of be so absorbed in my work that this sort of pleasurable state arises. Or hopefully that arises in the yoga practice. <laughs> With any luck, it arises in the yoga practice. Um, so look, you know, just like in life, it doesn't arise perfectly all the time. You might find yourself over the course of this yoga practice noticing the mind getting distracted by something or noticing that the mind isn't fully on the pose or on the meditation or on whatever practice it is that we're doing in the moment. That's okay. That doesn't mean you're doing yoga wrong or something like that. Um, but it is interesting to notice um, the times when we step outside of that flow, the times when we're, when we're in it and the, and the things that do end up pulling us out of it, right? Whatever that happens to be. That's actually one of the most convincing reasons, I think, to not have the phone nearby in the yoga class. Um, I mean, 
Bobby's pretty strict about it here, so I assume everybody's phones are away somewhere, but, um, but I think that's the most compelling reason to not have access to the phone, because that's, that's one of the biggest sort of attention thieves, right? <laughs> and, uh, oh, just on, yeah, just on the subject of attention, I'll just add this really tangential little bit of information. Uh, you know, every time, you know, multitasking isn't actually possible. We think that we can multitask. We, we convince ourselves very much that multitasking is possible, but it's actually not possible. All multitasking is, is switching your attention from one thing to the other to the other to the other really fast, but it's not actually very efficient. In fact, every time our mind switches tasks, um, it, it takes a certain amount of glucose, which is the primary energy that the, that the brain runs on, and neurotransmitters to make those flips. So every time you flip your attention, say you flip from Facebook to Instagram, for example, just kidding, um, or you flip from writing that email to taking that phone call, the brain has to exert a certain amount of uh, nutrition and neurotransmitters, right? So it's actually very like costly resource-wise to try to multitask or to have your attention in a bunch of different places. And our attention spans have gotten drastically shorter. When they measured attention spans only like 10 years ago, our, our average attention span before we sort of think of something else or drift to, so, to some other task was like about a minute and 39 seconds or something like that. Now, t only 10 years later, it's like 33 seconds. 33 seconds. So in some ways, like the yoga practice is this really useful tool for helping us train our attention spans again. Maybe even lengthen the duration of our attention spans again, focusing on one task for uh, a bit of time, <laughs> right? I know, knowing that, I, I, I've, I've sort of, um, I've sort of been thinking like maybe I should, again, take to reading like long format journalism ag again and like take to sort of doing longer brain tasks rather than like flipping from thing to thing. I don't know, just as a self-experiment. <laughs> okay, let's come forward onto hands and knees and press back to downward facing dog. You know, even like, you know, I create these, uh, I create like online yoga videos um, for, this is not a self-advertisement, um, but for there's an online company that I do online yoga videos for. If you're really curious, you can find it pretty easily. I'm not going to advertise here. But, um, you know, even the videos they want me to create, are, like, keep getting shorter. <laughs> They're like, well, our best, you know, uh, uh, our most watched videos are, are like about, you know, 30 minutes. And then the next time I talk to them, they're like, yeah, you know, can you do like some 15-minute classes? I'm like, no. no. <laughs> How? I can do like a vignette of a class, but you can't possibly do a whole, you know. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Walk the feet forward towards the hands and fold forward. But it's true, when I'm at home trying to practice, 
I'm like, yeah, all right, let's see. Mm, triangle pose. Okay, that's probably good. I should go check on the cat. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Whereas there is something about coming here that, like, you know, you know there's other people going to be here, so there's a level of sort of accountability. <laughs> and then I always, uh, when I'm taking a group class, I always, uh, I always sort of try a little bit harder for some reason. Feel sort of inspired by the other people around me. Maybe you experience that too. Separate the feet, bend the knees, come into a deep squatting position, hands together at the center of the chest. Bring the hands down to the floor, raise the hips up and fold forward. Even all the classes in the city are getting shorter. Like now they have all these like 75 minute classes. One hour classes, pretty soon it's gonna be 30 minute classes, 15 minute classes. <laughs> Bring the feet all the way together. I don't even know what we would do in a 15 minute class. Sun salutations, headstand, Shavasana. <laughs> Bring the arms behind the back, lace the fingers together into one fist. Stretch the arms away from the back. As you inhale, bend the knees, open the chest, look forward. Exhale, extend the legs and fold forward. Inhale, bend the knees, look forward. Exhale, extend and fold. Inhale, bend. Exhale, extend. Pause there for a moment. Switch the interlock of the fingers so that the other thumb starts the interlace and then switch the, all the other fingers too. Inhale, bend the knees, open the chest, look forward. Exhale, extend and fold. Inhale, bend. Exhale, extend. Third time, inhale, bend. Exhale, extend. Good, release the arms. Bring the hands onto the waist. Lift all the way up to a standing position. And then step the feet forward. Feet and legs together, arms alongside the body. Good, with an inhale, hook your thumbs. Reach your arms up and arch back. Exhale, bend the knees, swing the arms behind the back, lace the hands together, extend the arms and legs. Inhale, hands to the floor, step the right foot back to lunge, look forward. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale, come forward into a plank pose. Exhale, chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale, forward to plank pose. Exhale, knees, chest, and chin to the floor. Inhale, slide forward into cobra. Exhale, tuck the toes. Seat back to the feet, then extend the legs, downward facing dog. Inhale, right foot steps forward, look forward. Exhale, left foot follows the right foot, fold forward. Inhale, bend knees, hook thumbs, reach up, arch back, straighten the legs. Exhale, bend the knees, swing the arms behind the back, lace the hands together, extend arms and legs. Inhale, hands to the floor, left foot back to lunge. Exhale, step back, downward facing dog. Inhale, forward to plank pose. Exhale, chaturanga. 
Inhale, Urdhva Mukha Svanasana. Exhale, Adho Mukha Svanasana. Inhale, Plank Pose. Exhale, touch the knees, chest, chin to the floor. Inhale, slide forward and through, Cobra. Exhale, tuck the toes, seat to the feet, then extend the legs, Downward Dog. Inhale, left foot steps forward. Exhale, right foot follows the left foot, fold forward. Inhale, bend knees, hook thumbs. Reach up, arch back, straighten the legs at the top. Exhale, stand up, arms alongside the body. What were you thinking during that sun salutation? <laughs> what were you thinking about? Were you thinking about Chaturanga? Were you thinking about uh, that email you forgot to write last night before you went to bed? Were you thinking about Spain? <laughs> Barcelona? Um, so, uh, just, as a, just as an exercise for today's practice, let's try, oh, hello. Well, I finally got the music working after several tries, so that's the good news. Um, so just as an experiment today, um, in your mind, as I call out the next sun salutation, in your mind, say the words along with me. And it might not be the exact words that I'm using, but like say to yourself, like hook thumbs, reach arms up, arch back, like as you're doing it, right? Okay, let's see how it goes. Let's try it. Okay, so arms alongside the body. Exhale a full breath out. Inhale, hook thumbs, reach up, arch back. Exhale, bend knees, swing arms behind, lace the hands together, extend the legs. Inhale, hands touch the floor, right foot steps back, look forward. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale, come forward to plank pose. Exhale, lower halfway down. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, go back, downward dog. Inhale, plank pose. Exhale, touch the knees, the chest, and the chin to the floor. Inhale, slide forward and through cobra. Exhale, tuck the toes. Sit back towards the feet, then extend the legs. Inhale, step the right foot forward. Exhale, left foot follows, fold forward. Inhale, bend knees, hook thumbs, reach up, arch back, straighten the legs. Exhale, bend knees, swing arms behind, lace the hands together, extend the arms and legs. Inhale, hands to floor, left foot lunge. Exhale, downward dog. Inhale, plank pose. Exhale, lower chaturanga. Inhale, move forward, point the toes. Exhale, go up and back, downward dog. Inhale, plank pose. Exhale, lower the knees, the chest, and the chin to the floor. Inhale, slide forward, bhujangasana. Exhale, tuck the toes. Seat to the feet, then extend the legs. Inhale, left foot steps forward. Exhale, right foot steps next to the left foot. Inhale, bend knees, hook thumbs. Reach up, arch back, straighten the legs. Exhale, stand up, arms alongside the body. Do one more round on your own, but, but saying what you're doing to yourself in your mind, yeah? So talk to yourself. <laughs> okay, go ahead, begin. Don't worry if you forget a, a movement or you forget which foot steps forward or anything like that. It's, it's not a test. It's just an exercise in attention. So just keep going and do your best.
Was that experience different? Yeah. Even when, even when the attention was pulled in a different direction, were you like you were more aware of when the attention was drawn away, or, or was that? I mean, I can only speak from my own experience, so that's why I'm asking you. Okay, everyone's just nodding politely. That's nice. Okay, so <laughs> second style of sun salutation. But as you can tell, if we were going to do three rounds, it's going to get really tiring. So, so uh, in the first round, uh, we'll, j we'll, we'll combine the first and the second exercise. So you'll speak the... Uh, you'll speak to yourself in your mind and kind of call out your own instructions in your mind as I say them. Does that make sense? Okay, great. So let's go. Bend the knees and reach the arms up. Utkatasana. Exhale, hands to the floor, fold forward. Inhale, lift the head and the chest. Exhale, hop or walk back, chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale, right foot forward. Turn the back heel down. Lift up, warrior one. Exhale, hands to the floor, step back, lower chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale, step the left foot forward, turn the right heel down, lift up, warrior one. Exhale, hands to the floor, step back, lower chaturanga. Inhale, upward dog. Exhale, downward dog. Breathe five times. Inhale, exhale, one. Inhale, exhale, two. Inhale, exhale, three, inhale, exhale, four, inhale, exhale, five, bend the knees, inhale, hopper, step the feet to the hands, exhale, fold forward, inhale, bend the knees, reach the arms up, Utkatasana, exhale, stand up, release the arms, okay. So, a couple of things I want to point out before you go on your own. One, it's also, uh, it's, also an, it's, it's an exercise in attention, right? But it's also like, um, it's also an effort to sort of coordinate our mind and our actions, right? Our thoughts and our actions together. So, like, one thing to notice is even when you're taking your, your five breaths in downward dog, for example, like are you, are you saying to yourself the word inhale before the inhale has begun? Or have you already started inhaling by the time the word comes up in your mind? See how close of a coordination you can get between the actual word that you're speaking to yourself in your mind and the action that's actually happening, right? So, you know, if, if an inhaling isn't happening, th then don't say inhale in your mind, right? Does it make sense so far? The other, the other um, thing I want to point out is, for example, when we step forward into Warrior One, look, a, a lot of us do, the instructions that I call out are, Step the right foot forward, turn the back heel down, lift up warrior one. And I say that, and most people in the room do it in that order. But in my practice, I actually do it in the opposite order. What I do is I turn the back heel down and then step the right foot forward and reach the arms up. So if that's the way you practice, then you shift 
your instruction to yourself to match what you're actually doing. So that you're not, in other words, you're not going to say, it's also a practice in truthfulness, right? It's a practice in being accurate about what we say and what we do, right? So if you're, if you're saying to yourself, step the right foot forward, but you're actually moving the left foot first, that's a disconnect, right? Does that make sense? All right, so let's, let's see if we can do it. Okay, so you go ahead. I'm not going to call it out for you this time. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Everything will be fine. There's enough people in the room who know the sequence that you can always follow along to. Mm -hmm. Good. So remember, after the right and left side, there's those five breaths in downward dog. One is enough. One round. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's so many sun salutations. <laughs> what was that experience like? Beyond words. No. Right. Totally. Sort of calls into question the whole need for a yoga teacher, right? No. <laughs> I'm going to be out of a job soon. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, hands on your waist. Step or hop the feet uh, four or five inches apart. Inhale, lift up the chest. Draw the upper arm bones back. Exhale, fold forward over the legs. Grab hold of the big toes with the peace sign fingers of the hands. Inhale, lift the head and the chest, look forward. Exhale, fold forward. One, two, three. Good. Inhale, lift the head and the chest. Slide the palms of the hands underneath the soles of the feet and exhale, fold forward. One. One of the definitions of yoga that comes to us through the Bhagavad Gita, the text, the Bhagavad Gita, one of the definitions is yoga is skill in action. Skill in action. Lift the head and the chest, look forward, hands on your waist. Inhale, lift all the way upright. Exhale, feet and legs together, arms alongside the body. Inhale, bend the knees, reach the arms up. 
Exhale, hands to the floor, fold forward. Inhale, lift head and chest. Exhale, hop or step back, chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Good. Inhale, step the right foot forward. Turn the back heel down. Lift up, warrior one. Exhale, open hips and arms to the side, warrior two. Inhale, straighten the right leg. Exhale, reach out to the right for triangle pose, trikonasana. One. Skillful, skillfulness in action, meaning that we're, uh, that we're actually doing what we say we're doing, or um, that, again, our thoughts, our words, and our actions are in alignment uh, with one another. Inhale, stand all the way upright. Exhale, bend the right knee, warrior two, breathe. Inhale, straighten the right leg. Exhale, bend the right knee. Place the right hand down outside of the right foot. Reach the left arm all the way over the left ear for extended side angle pose. It's really, it's quite a shame that there aren't more people interested in yoga practice because there are many people in this world who, who could use a training like this, coordinating their words and their actions so that they match each other. You see, both hands to the floor. Step the back foot in a little bit closer and start to straighten both legs. But there, there are a very large number of people who are not in this room right now. And inhale, bend the right knee. Exhale, step back, downward facing dog. Inhale, step the left foot forward, warrior one, reach up. Exhale, open the hips and arms to the side, warrior two. Inhale, straighten the left leg. Exhale, reach to the left, triangle pose, trikonasana. Right arm reaches up. Good. Lengthen and spread the toes. Two. Press the outer edge of the back foot down. Three. Five. Inhale, lift all the way upright. Exhale, bend the left knee. Virabhadrasana two, warrior two. Have both arms in one line. So see that one arm isn't higher or lower than the other arm. And inhale, straighten the left leg. Exhale, bend the left knee. Place the left hand down outside of the left foot. Right arm reaches all the way over the right ear for extended side angle. Inhale, both hands to the floor. Step the back foot in a little bit closer. Exhale, straighten both legs. Inhale, lift the head, lift the chest. Exhale, fold forward. 
Inhale, bend the left knee. Exhale, step back, downward facing dog. Bring the feet together. Step both feet about halfway towards the hands. Keep the hands flat on the floor. And have the shoulders over the wrists. Look between the hands. Lift the right leg up into the air. Lift the left heel higher. Bend the left knee. Now take a hop, kicking your left heel towards your buttocks, and then land back down. Do that again. Inhale, hop. Exhale, lower. Inhale, lift. Exhale, lower. Two more, just like that. Try to coordinate breath and movement together. Yeah, that's good. And then switch sides and do five on the other side. Five on the other side. Coordinate the hopping and the breath. Notice the times when you're like starting the breath before the hop or starting the breath after the hop and try to, try to link them up so you're uh, synchronizing the start of the movement and the start of the breath together. Okay, take a, uh, a brief rest. Bring the elbows down to the floor where the hands just came from. Same idea. So don't, don't even think about it as, a, as like a forearm stand practice. Think about it as a practice in attention, a practice in coordinating breath and movement together and synchronizing that idea, yeah? Yes, yes, Jessica, we understand. Okay, cool. <laughs> so five on the right side, five on the left side. Go ahead. Ooh, Sybil, getting a little ambitious there, don't you think? If you're still uh, working on the forearm stand, then that's fine. Keep working. If you're finished with that, then uh, start to move into headstand practice. So, so actually, let's take headstand um, um, all together, and we'll, we'll sort of coordinate, again, the instructions piece by piece. Um, so at any point, so I'm just going to start at the very beginning of building up the headstand practice, right? You can stop as soon as we've clasped the hands together. <laughs> That's fine. And you can stop anywhere along the way that feels like appropriately challenging, but not like so far beyond what's possible today. Yeah? Okay. So start in a child's pose with your arms stretched forward out in front of you. Interlace the hands together into one fist. Touch the head onto the floor right up behind the hands, and then tuck the toes under and lift your knees up away from the floor, extending your legs. So everybody's in this half headstand, half downward dog situation. Then start to tiptoe the toes a little bit closer in, 
Bend one knee into the chest and squeeze it real close into the chest. Good. And then perhaps the second leg pulls into the chest. When you have both legs pulled into the chest, all right? <laughs> then you can slowly start to rotate the knees up towards the ceiling. That's it, that's it, that's it. Just go slow, go slow. Point the knees all the way up and then start to extend the legs. No, I would rather you learn it step by step and only move on when you've got that step really strong than rely on the wall. That's kind of today's idea, okay? So even if it means both feet stay on the floor, even if it means one foot stays on the floor and the other lifts up, keep working right at that edge, right at your edge of where you can work today. So bend your knee into your chest, not up. Mm -hmm. Good. And then as you squeeze that knee in close, the other knee might squeeze in. Good. Just practice getting from one foot on the floor to that shape for now. Yeah, that's it. Squeeze, squeeze in. Good, get your balance there. Don't worry about the legs yet. Don't worry about the legs. Get your balance there first. Mm. You really want to go back there, don't you? There you go, good. <laughs> Okie dokie. If you're still up, come on down. And then sit up and tuck the toes under. Tuck all 10 toes under and try to sit upright on the heels. Yes, it's intense. <laughs> interlace the hands together into uh, an interlace. Flip the palms of the hands open, open to the front of the room. Straighten the arms, lift the chest, reach the arms all the way up overhead. Press the palms of the hands up, up, up towards the ceiling. Good. See if you can straighten the elbows even more. Pull the upper arm bones back without sticking your chest forward. Pull the upper arm bones back slightly like you're trying to pull your arms behind the line of your ears. Bring your arms forward and down. Turn the palms over. Untuck the toes just for a moment. Look at the palms of your hands and whichever finger is starting the interlace, switch it so that the other finger is the one on top. So you switch the whole interlace. Good. Tuck the toes under again. Press the palms of the hands forward. Reach the arms all the way up overhead. Pull the upper arms back, back, back behind the line of the ears as best you can. Straighten your elbows even more. Straighten your elbows, that's it. Good, straighten the elbows even more. Beautiful, and then bring the arms forward and down and untuck your toes. Ooh, hello. Uh, yeah, it's super intense. Okay, uh, we're gonna set up for virasana so um, the seat can come down between the feet or if the seat doesn't come all the way down to the floor then go ahead and build up as much support as you need under your seat it could be a block a blanket two blocks 16 blankets as much as you need have your belt handy uh, throw your belt over your right shoulder 
reach the right arm up. And then with your left hand, bend the right elbow behind the back and your right hand can find that belt back there. Lift your chin out of your chest and without sticking the uh, lower ribs forward, see if you can just lengthen up from the sides of the waist, all the way from the hips to the armpits. Then bring the left arm around and grab whatever other part of that belt you can find with your left hand. Good. Again, lift the chin out of the chest and try to sit up tall both sides of the waist. Beautiful. You can move the hands a little bit closer together now. Maybe the hands even connect together. That's all right. Good. Whew. For not doing very much, we're sure working up a sweat, huh? Yikes. <laughs> okay, to release, we're gonna reach the right arm up and then both arms alongside the body. All right, switch the belt over to the other shoulder. Reach the left arm up, use the right hand to bend the left elbow behind the back. Good. Left hand holds onto the belt. Lift your chin out of your chest. Try not to poke the lower ribs forward. Instead, think of lengthening up through the sides of the waist, all the way up to the armpits. Yeah, that's it. Good. And then take the uh, other arm behind, right arm behind, grab whatever other part of the belt you can find. Pull on the belt. Pull on the belt like you're trying to pull that belt apart. And then uh, now that we've been here a few breaths, see if you can move your hands even closer towards one another. Perhaps the hands even link together. If the hands link together, keep pulling the fingers as if you're trying to pull the fingers apart. Good, to release, reach the left arm up, both arms alongside the body. Good, crawl forward into the hands and the knees and press back to downward facing dog. Inhale, come forward to a plank pose. Exhale, chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Inhale, forward to plank pose. Exhale, lower the knees, the chest, and the chin to the floor. Inhale, slide forward into cobra. Exhale, release the forehead down to the floor. Arms alongside the body, palms the hands facing the ceiling. Inhale, lift up the head, the chest, and the legs for Shalabhasana, locust. Good, one, two, deep breaths, inhale. Exhale, three, inhale, exhale, four, inhale. Exhale, release on down. Bend the knees, reach back, catch hold of the ankles. Inhale, lift on up, head, chest, and knees. Don your asana. One, two, three. Try to narrow the feet and the legs a little bit closer towards one another. And then exhale, release down. Place the hands on either side of the chest. Parallel the legs, center your head, and then with an inhale, lift all the way forward and up into upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Bring the knees to touch the floor and stand up on the knees. Have the feet tucked under, hands on your waist. Where your hands are touching around your waist, uh, 
push your hands down and at the same time lift the sides of the body up like you're trying to lift from uh, where your hands are touching to the creases of your armpits. Shrug your shoulders up and back. Then slide your hands a little bit further back around behind you so that the tips of the thumbs almost touch. Where the thumbs are touching, the sacrum, push the sacrum forward towards the center of the body. Lift the center of the chest up and then start to arch back. If you can reach back for your heels or your ankles, go ahead and do that. If the hands don't reach, keep the hands on the waist for now. I know, I know, trust me. One of my favorites too. <laughs> All right, hands on your waist, lift upright. Step the right foot forward out in front of you. Step the left foot next to the right foot and stand up like magic. <laughs> Take your mat over to the wall. Take a blanket with you and a block with you. So have your plenty of space. Yeah, plenty of space. If you're feeling crowded, come up towards the front of the room. We'll make space for you. You can have this space if you want it, or you could be there. Yeah, wherever you want. Okay, so have, have a blanket on your mat right, right near the wall, and then have a block set up right at the center there, just like that. Good. Hands and knees facing the center of the room. Mm -hmm. So you're going to put your left knee right up against the front edge of the block there so that your left shin is going sort of up towards the ceiling and you're going to tuck your left toes under like that. So you curl the toes under against the wall. Good. So knee, the sort of the top of the shin bone or the front of the knee is right up against the block there. Okay, now here's the hard part. Step your right foot forward between your hands. Ooh. Good. Bring both hands onto your front knee, lift upright. Oh, yes. Delicious. Okay, so now kick your left foot into that wall hard. Kick your left foot into the wall. Kick your left foot into the wall. Keep kicking. Then pause on that action for a second and pretend you're trying to pull your right foot back towards your left knee and your left knee forward towards your right foot. So imagine that there's like a diagonal line between those two objects and you're trying to squeeze that line together. Does that make sense? Okay, now pause that action and go back to kicking your foot into the wall. Kick, kick, hard, hard, hard. And then pause, go back to drawing your foot and your knee towards each other. Good, okay, relax, hands to the floor, switch your sides. Right knee against the block, right toes tucked under against the wall. Step the left foot forward, both hands onto your front knee, lift upright. Good, so first thing, kick your toes into the wall hard. Kick your toes into the wall hard. 
Then pause that and squeeze your left foot and your right knee towards each other diagonally. Pause that, go back to kicking your foot against the wall hard. Pause, squeeze the foot and the knee towards each other. And hands to the floor, come out of it. <laughs> however, however that happens to work. <laughs> Creative interpretation. Crazy, right? Crazy. Okay, uh, let's do, hmm. Let's do this, move your block and your blanket off to the side and then lay down on your back. Lay down on your back with your head towards the center of the room, feet on the floor. Lift the hips up, lace the hands behind the back into one fist. Release the hips down to the floor for a moment. Um, reach your arms all the way up alongside your ears. Stretch your right arm longer than your left arm. Spread your fingers out. Stretch even the uh, webbing between each of the fingers. A little bit of webbing. It's a tiny bit of webbing. It's not much, but it's there. <laughs> and then release and stretch your left arm longer than your right arm. Spread your fingers out. Stretch even the spaces between the fingers and release. And then clasp the hands together. Extend your pointer fingers out in front of you. I mean, out, out away from your hand. And then stretch the arms. Reach your pointer fingers towards the center of the room strong. Try to straighten both elbows. Reach, 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 reach. Reach your fingers long towards the middle of the room. Mm. Good. And then relax. Uh, place your hands on the floor either side of your ears, preparing for Urdhva On the inhale, go ahead and lift up. Chin to the chest, slowly release down. Here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna take a block. You're gonna take a block right behind the shoulder blades. So it's gonna go kind of left to right, left to right. And the, the bottom edge of the block should be about where the bra line would be, the imaginary bra line. And then let your head go back, head touches the floor. Reach the arms up overhead again, lace the fingers together, and again, extend the pointer finger towards the middle of the room, and stretch the arms. Reach the pointer finger towards the middle of the room. Now unclasp the hands, make two fists. Touch the hands together, so two fists, but they're touching together. And then you're gonna bend your elbows and bring your knuckles to touch the floor right above your head. So you've, it's like you're trying to punch the floor with both fists. Oh, good job, everybody. Bring the inner wrists together. 
and then touch the floor right above your head, although your hair's in the way, so let's get your hair out of the way. There we go. Draw the elbows even closer towards one another, as close together as you possibly can. Now, by punching the floor with your fists, see if you can lift the upper back away from the block. Lift the upper back away from the block. Just the upper back, keep your hips down. Upper back lifts up. Ah, there you go. And release down. Move the block to the second setting. <laughs> Jules spared you the second setting. Yeah, second setting. Although, Sybil, you're so small. I don't know if the second setting is going to work. We'll see. <laughs> you're not a very large person. Large in personality, but not in stature. <laughs> okay. So, fists, two fists. Knuckles pressing into the floor, squeeze your elbows towards each other. Push your knuckles down into the floor and see if you can lift your upper back away from that block. <laughs> and then release. Whew. Okay, take that block out from under there. Stupid block. <laughs> Place the hands either side of the ears. We're going to try to come into Urdhva a little bit of a different way than we usually do. So place the hands and place the feet. So usually what we do is we, we like lift the hips up and then we lift the head and the chest up. Instead, we're going to kind of do the same thing we just did. So I want you to lift the chest up first. Hips stay down, lift the chest up. Like you're, No, hips down. Try to lift the upper back as if you're lifting it up away from that block and touch your head to the floor. Uh-huh. Then, see if you can press down to lift up. Go, Sybil, go. Go, Sybil, go. Yes. That's it. Whoo. Chin to the chest. Slowly release down. For some of us, it might seem harder than the way we usually come into it. That's okay. <laughs> okay. So third wheel, but here's the deal. When you're finished with this wheel, you're gonna keep your feet on the floor because we're not finished back bending. So don't hug the knees into the chest when you're done. Place the hands, place the feet. You can lift up the weird way if you, if you wanna explore that one again. Otherwise, you can come up the regular way. Yeah, good. All right. <laughs> when it's your time to come down, keep the feet on the floor. Keep the feet on the floor, but just take like big swishes, knees right to left, knees right to left. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we're gonna move into tiptoe fish. Hooray. Lift the, <laughs> lift the hips up away from the floor. Lift your heels up so you're just on the balls of the feet and walk your feet together and then walk both feet underneath your buttocks. Both feet underneath your buttocks and then sit your buttocks on your heels as best you can, even if it doesn't completely touch. Place the hands on the floor either side of the ears like you were coming into an Urdhva Dhanurasana, full wheel. 
start to lift the crown of the head to the floor as you reach the knees towards the floor in front of you. If the knees are floating in space, keep your hands on the floor on either side of your head. If the knees are touching down to the floor, then stretch the arms overhead, interlace the fingers together, extend the index finger out away from you. Yeah. Okay, hands to the floor. Lift the chin to the chest, slowly release down out of it. Extend the legs long along the floor. Bend both knees into the chest. Is that light in your, directly in your eyes? See if I can fix it. Take both knees over to the left side of the body as you look to the right, arms out into a T. Bring the knees into the chest and then go the other way. the knees into the chest. That was both sides, right? <laughs> Come up to a seated position. You're not the only one whose mind wanders. Okay. <laughs> Stretch the legs forward. <laughs> fold forward. Paschimottanasana. Seated forward fold.
Lift all the way up to a seated position. Bend both knees into the chest. Open the knees out to the sides. Soles of the feet rest together. Fold forward, Baddha Konasana. Lift all the way upright, and then uh, lay down on your back. You can either stay in Supta Baddha Konasana with the knees out to the sides, or you could come into shoulder stand practice, Sarvangasana. So um, most often we, we like to believe that um, we form our most deeply held beliefs because we've been exposed to uh, some, some information about the world, some experiences, and then we form our beliefs based on that information. But unfortunately, <laughs> it more often works the other way around, where we already have a deeply held belief, and we tend to search out information that reinforces our beliefs. And then there's Google to help us out with that. <laughs> you know that you know Google's algorithms, of course, um, tend to, over time, show us more and more uh, of the information that already reinforces the, the beliefs we hold, right? Like, um, you know, if, if I were to Google climate change right now, I would get uh, a certain number of, of uh, results. Uh, most likely, those results are going to already sort of be filtered for, you know, me. I have a concern about, you know, climate change and how, how to uh, 
stop it and how to, uh, you know, sort of change course. But if someone, you know, if someone who um, held the opposite belief as me Googled climate change, they might get a whole list of web results about hoaxes and whatnot. <laughs> So we already have the tendency to search out information that reinforces our belief systems and all of our um, technology is helping us do that. <laughs> so how, how do we check ourselves? How do we measure what we believe is true against reality? If we're constantly self-selecting our information and the, the world is helping select it for us, how do we, you know, what, what personal sort of checks and balances are in place to make sure that we're on the right track? If you're in shoulder stand, come into plow pose. I'm genuinely asking. I don't really know the answer. <laughs> it's, it's a hard question, right? And, um, and I don't necessarily know the answer. But, but where I get stuck as well is like, how, how do I stay both open enough to um, to have the ability to accept new information if my information is correct. So open enough not to, not to sort of dig into what I believe in a, in a stubborn way, but still have a strong, firm grounding in reality, right? Because if you get too, if you go too far down the, well, just stay open about your belief systems route, then it's like nothing is true, right? Or everything is true, which means nothing is true. <laughs> If you're in plow pose, roll down out of it. How do we both honor multiple perspectives and viewpoints and stay firm in our truth? If you took shoulder stand, take uh, fish pose. Lift the chin to the chest and release down, setting up for Shavasana.
to deepen the breath. Start to bring some movement into the body. One by one, gather the legs into the chest and roll to the right-hand side. Turn to the right and make your way up to a seated position. Set up a seat that is elevated above the floor, so sit up on a blanket or a block or both. So meditation is the part of the class that is more explicitly about training the attention. I mean, the, the other parts are too in their way, but uh, meditation is sort of the most direct <laughs> piece of it. So once you have your seat pretty settled, just see that there isn't anything else you want to change. Like if something's already a bit uncomfortable, um, it's probably not going to get more comfortable as time goes on. So make any last adjustment that you need to make. And then be still. So give up on any fidgeting or adjusting. start to become aware of the movement of the breath. No need to change the breath or control the breath. Don't try to think about the breath, just feel the breathing. some point, almost assuredly, some distractions will arise, whether they are in the form of thoughts or perhaps sounds from outside or even physical sensations. Notice, uh, notice when the mind gets pulled away from the breath and what the nature of the distraction is. But then, as soon as possible, bring the mind back to the breath. So the question isn't really about having no distractions at all. The question isn't about 
being able to perfectly focus the mind, but instead it becomes about a willingness to come back to the focus. That willingness to return again and again to the breath, no matter how many times the mind finds distraction. Thank you. Namaste.